Down and down again. Oh. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Oh. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. Oh. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't oh, find her. Shit. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Your Wednesday show. I see things a little differently. Today is the day we talk about the last three episodes of She Hulk. Um,. And also, we had some other news and notes we're going to get into first. Um, where did we start? Hmm. Let's start with the Black Adam preview. So, this movie went from having no hype to a, to a good amount of hype. Like, um, like it was pretty cold, you know? And then it just picked up, and the reviewers have been very nice, too. Like, the reviews I've seen, at least. Like I said, I haven't seen all reviews. I'm not sitting there scanning through the internet. Do, 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 do. And saying, well, oh, 2,000 reviews. I've seen about four or five reviews. And people seem to think that this is um, a changing of the guard for the DCEU. How The Rock is pl- born to play this role. I mean, look here. It's been my only knock on The Rock's movie career as far as like the movies I enjoy. Which is why I don't watch many of his movies. I prefer him as the bad guy. But here's the thing. Let's be real. I remember CM Punk once said this. Bad guys don't sell merchandise. <laughs> And that changes from time to time, you know. Like, how many people are wearing scarves now because of MJF, right? <laughs> so you probably go to an AEW event and they probably have been scarves, scarves for sale, scarves for sale, right? Um, so I get it. I do. I, I get how... And Queen Latifah had this great line. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Queen Latifah had this... Uh, it was in this movie called Set It Off. It was a drama based around four friends who need some money, so they start robbing banks. Four women. It was Vivica A. Fox, Jada Pinkett Smith. I do not remember the dark skinned lady's name. I don't remember. I just don't. Unfortunately, I apologize. And Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah was was playing a gay role. Air quotes, no air quotes. You can see me doing air quotes. I believe she's like a gay role. She's a gorgeous woman. Who gives a fuck? Anyways, um, to me. It's a great movie. I think it's a great movie. Even if you don't think it's great, I think it's good. But I think it's great because it was just so different for the time. So different to see these four women just struggling and to see them going through some stuff. And they weren't parents, but they had responsibilities. And they had responsibilities to each other. And so they ended up getting greedy because they were all cleaning a building. Cleaning buildings, excuse me. And they all just decided to rob banks and J.F. Pinkett Smith would stake them out and uh, Blair Underwood was in the movie. Um, they had a great song as a, as a part of the lead soundtrack. It was from it was from a, a group called In Vogue. Um, it was called. Uh, I have the song. I know the songs. I love the song, but I don't know the name of it. What's it, what's it gonna be? Check it out on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you listen to music on. It's a fantastic song. Um, and so, essentially. Queen Latifah goes out when when they when she says set when they say set it off, but she set it they bleep off, and she drove right into and these cops are begging they they know who it is eventually. Jay Jay Pickett Smith is the only one that gets away with it, right? And there's a cop that ends up like he's not the this is not it's not a trope where he falls in love. He, he just he knows what's going on. He knows the struggle because her brother died earlier in the film, and so he is for star for her, and so. J.P. and Smith is on his bus to Mexico, 
and she has a hood on. She's free to go. She looks over and realizes that it's the um, the aftermath of her friend, which is Queen Latifah, who got shot up. And like essentially, this cop is begging Queen Latifah in her scene, "Please don't. We're gonna have to shoot you." She cuts her, her hydraulics up and starts driving, and they just they light her up, right? And so, like, you see him, he's just like, damn, you, 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 dude, none of these women were going to jail. If like, okay, Fox starts, begins to run away, she gets shot. Um, the other one got, uh, got killed, too. And so the cop just saw him to look on the bus. He sees he sees Jacob Pickett Smith, because now she's out of herself, because she's, she's so in shock, seeing her friend now dead in the remains. And he just looks, and he, like, looks away. And it was that slow motion scene, which, if, if we're being real. In her position, in real life, even if she is shocked, they all had a moment where they all hugged and she told him, hey, I'm going to, Queen Latifah's character said, I'm going to lead them away. She, she did that on purpose so that way they would not die. But they all ended up going separate ways. They couldn't stay together, you know. Um, anyways, um, no one's going to reveal themselves. So that was the most unrealistic thing ever. But the point of it is, Queen Latifah, she said, after set it off, because it got big hype, she said, wait a second, I'm dying too good in these movies. So in all of her movies, she makes people sign, she makes the, the studio sign contract clauses that she cannot die in them. Freaking genius. Genius. On top of being one of the best lyricists ever to be created by God, just one of the smartest people. Genius. The point of it is, um, I get it. There only can be so much money in bad guys sometimes, the way they're portrayed. Like with Marvel, Loki is one of the very few bad guys that has gone on to not. I think every other bad guy has died, right? Well, Red Skull's technically not dead, but you guys get my point. And so a lot of times when I hear about, especially since The Rock has so much power, like I think it was that movie Kong that Rock was in, where the script, the original script, was meant to have Kong die. And The Rock changed it. He said, no, I'm not doing this movie if they, if he dies. He, we need to find a way to save him. And he is trying to do his best to... Um, he's ruling Hollywood, obviously. He's trying to do his best to maintain the balance, right? And the thing is, I don't know his, I don't, I don't know his merch sales when he was a heel in, in WWE. But I feel like Rock is one of the only people in Hollywood history that can play a heel bad guy, villain, whatever you want to call them, and get away with it because, because people know his history. Now, he's going to be in the next Michael Strahan, without a doubt. Like, when I say that, Michael Strahan is an NFL Hall of Famer. And a lot of times, people don't know he used to play football because he's so good at his jobs. He, I think he's on Good Morning America. I, I know he's on the NFL Fox show. So, But people don't know he used to play football. I remember um, uh, I was watching something with somebody. I think it was a Hall of Famer speech, as a matter of fact. I was like, he played football? Like, dude, this is one of the greatest football players of all time. Like, yeah, he played, he played football. He played football fucking great, you know, has a Super Bowl ring. Um, and like, wow, I didn't know that. I think that's what Rock in five years is going to be that, if, if he's not already that. You know, I think enough people, because of the attitude there, know the Rock, whatever. I, I truly believe we're going into a renaissance of wrestling. 
and attitude error will be just another error eventually. It won't be as praised as it was before. I, I truly believe that. And that's why I think people, a lot of people won't know he's a former wrestler. Either way, um, a lot of people are impressed with this role that he played. I mean, dude, this has been 15 years in the fucking making, and he's pushed for it. And now he has the power, connections to do whatever he wants. Um, it was, it's been said that he's, de- he demanded that Henry Cavell came back as Superman because his original view, the rock of Black Adam was, oh, we have the, DC, we have the DCEU and Snyder stuff. This needs to be around for Black Adam. And supposedly, here's the rumor, supposedly Black Adam is your new big bad, the MC of the, excuse me, ugh, sorry about that, the DCEU. He'll be the one fighting Justice League and stuff like that. And here's what I'm curious about. Because Rock has so much power, and eventually we have so many people with so much power, you only have so much ego. Like, if, look, if you ever look at, um, let's look at the Fast and Furious films. The reason why Don Toretto takes few hits is because it's in his contract. Same thing with Jason Statham. Now, you can't have, you can't be bringing on big names and having them just lose to you all the time, right? I, I do wonder this. You know, Black Adam is a powerful character in the DCEU. But let's be real, uh, uh, dude. He can lose too, though. You know, like we we know his weakness. <laughs> you know, we've talked about this earlier in, in different podcasts before. But I'm I'm interested, I'm interested to see where this goes. Like, I don't know because they're still doing this fucking. Shit. We know what Shazam and Black Adam. It's going to those two fight. We know that. Are we are we still getting an Aquaman movie because they think it's gonna do another billion dollars? Are we doing it because there is a DCEU? Like, I don't know. We know everything. We know what's canon because we saw Israel Mello and fucking um, Jason Momoa in Peacemaker at the end. The only two Justice member league to show up. Uh, we know Batflick is still here around and officially. And then Eric Henry Cavill is like officially a back. Apparently, he did reshoots for this film, which he's in like a minute of. I'm assuming the end of the movie or post credit scene. He's all over. He's all over the Flash film and and I, uh, what we're doing here, you know. Um, I'm gonna watch it. I don't. Let me say this. I'm not. I, I. I. There's no hype for me still, but I am excited to rock. And for and DC fans, like people who are strictly DC fans. Like I'm a comic book fan. You know, like people like a lot of times I say, "What's the difference?" There's a difference. I don't sit here and say, "Man, fuck Marvel, man. They're too happy and too dark and I mean, they're too, too happy and too light tone. DC, man, they're too dark to I. I love all comic books. Dark Horse, Image, shit, whatever. But right. Um, but if you're just a hardcore DC fan, I'm happy for you. If this movie's good, this is gonna help. Dude, this will change the game for DCEU. You know, um, I'm still curious to see what the numbers are gonna be this week. You know, because it comes out on Friday. It comes out on Friday. I won't be able to see that shit until Sunday. Um, next Sunday. Uh, I was on recording this is Sunday uh, for Wednesday. Um, so. I'm excited to see it next next Sunday. You know, I'm gonna watch it. You know, it's not when I say excited, I'm, like, I'm excited to see a new movie. You know, but I'm more I'm excited. To see, uh, I'm excited to see a movie that could potentially change the DCEU. You know, um, I for those of you who guys have been listening to the podcast for a long time, um, last year I was I did a whole review of the Snyder verse and everything, and I thought the Snyder cut was amazing. And getting a chance to meet uh, Ray Fisher, and Ray Fisher apparently is supposed to come back to do cyborg stuff. Now that Walter Hamada, once Black Adam drops, is done with DCEU. That was his beef. Uh, Walter Walter Hamada, um, who sounds like a piece of work, we're being honest. But but here's the thing: let's be honest. A lot of people with power sound like a piece of work. 
um, this whole thing is just interesting. And so I'm actually getting a chance to talk, to talk to Ray Fisher. And, you know, and he was like, hey, how you? I remember sitting there. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast or not. Or actually said the conversation. Excuse me, but I was like, he was like, hey, he like what's your name? I was like, nah, man, I'm good, you know. He, and I usually don't talk to celebrities like that. And he was like, oh, like, well, how, how you feel? I was like, yeah, I'm good, man. Hey, congratulations on Snyder Cut. It was dope. He said, man, we just finished where we started. And he went on to this whole thing. Just You could see the pride in his face. He was like, man, that was amazing to be able to get to do that and um, just see the reaction to it. Like I, said, I, I get it. I get it. it. It's too long for some people. I Look here. I've been on record. I love things. I love documentaries that are long. You know, not necessarily movies, but I can deal with documentaries that are really long. But I, to me, because I feel the way they broke it down in the sections they did, you could take a break from it, watch an hour and a half or whatever of it, and just move a fuck on, you know. But that's just me. Anyway, so to me, I think the origin story is going to be the most boring part about it. I know the origin story. I don't think it's going to be boring to me. I think for some masses, it'll be boring. But I think once he comes back to life and you start having the action, because supposedly he has the highest kill count in superhero history, once we see the JSA, Pierce fucking Bronson. Um, what was it? Uh, Hawkman, Doctor Fate, Cyclone, Adam Smith. Once we start seeing that, I, that thing is when it's gonna really pick up. And I, I don't know how the movie ends though. I don't know how he gets the JSA off his back because Amanda Waller's making a fucking appearance in this movie. We've seen her all over the fucking previews. So I'm assuming she's the one that dispatches the JSA. How does she have this much power? Didn't her didn't her dart just fucking out her and Peacemaker? So I don't know, but either way, um, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing it. And I'm looking forward to seeing and 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 I'm looking forward to making seventy between between seventy five and hundred million dollars. So that way DCU can like have, have a pulse, you know. Hopefully it does. So, anyways, let's move on. Let's go to the Titans preview. I saw a, I saw a clip of I saw two three clips. Excuse me. My brother sent me one. Where I guess that's Brother Blood who has his hand up. I have no clue where this fucking season's going. It looks like we have five different villains they're fighting. Lex Luthor's making his debut, and which is about time because now we're gonna see this his connection with Superboy. Um, I wonder when Dove is gonna come back because remember after last season, Dove just after, after she, she technically killed Hank, you know. So I wonder where she where she's at. Uh, I haven't seen Donna Troy in any of these clips. I've seen Nightwing. I've seen the, the stick, uh, the, the, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a stick of, for Tim Drake. Um, I've seen, what? Superboy has a new uh, costume, and it looks like him and Raven are now dating. Um, all this is, this, all this is happening November 3rd. We're not going to do scene by, we're not going to do episode by episode. F that, dude. Because I hate the way they do it. Because I think there's going to be like, what, 13 episodes? And they do three of them the first week. And the biggest cliffhanger is the, the third episode. So F that. I'm doing a whole... like I don't think... The, the show's not going to end until next year. If we're talking about 13 episodes. Well, matter of fact, let's, let's, let's look and see. While we have this calendar in my face. Oh, and there ain't no doubt about... Three, four, five, six... Seven, eight, nine, 
Yeah. Show's not ending until next year. We will get the review next year. <laughs> um, last year when they were when they when they uh, um, came out, I actually did not binge watch it. I actually, well, I binge watched it in sections. I binge watched it in three episode sets, like kind of like this She Hulk. Um, I'm not doing that this year. I'm gonna binge watch it all at once, and you guys will get the review all at once. Um, may, might, might do two episodes on that, but we'll see where where life is going. Um, we have a packed rest of the year. We still have the Blacklist review to get through. I see this. I see the season nine just dropped. Um, I know it's review. I know it's uh, renewed for season ten, but we have Black Panther Wakanda coming out in two weeks. Um, so we're gonna also the final season of The Flash is here, and I decided to do a top list of the good and the bad of the, the Arrowverse. It's essentially, we've talked enough about the legacy of it. I want to say the stuff I really enjoy and go to re- into details about it really um, about things I enjoyed and things I didn't enjoy and why I didn't to didn't enjoy. Have not recorded that yet. Don't know when that's coming out, but I have it, the list all written down and everything. Um, the Titans, I I like the show. You know, I, I I said the last year I think or two years ago. Excuse me. Um, the the lack of action sometimes makes makes things hard. But honestly, I first of all. Any chance to watch a, a Nightwing eccentric show? I loved it, Grayson. I love Nightwing. I love the character. Um, I'm down. Um, seeing Starfire live action is awesome. Donna Choi. So I'm an M N. So that's that's cool. Um, I'm assuming this is the last season of of this as well, or if it isn't, it's probably. Gonna, I mean, it might lead to the last season, but supposedly it's supposed to be like this big crossover with the Titans. And it's gonna be it's gonna feature Doom Patrol, and it's gonna feature Starga apparently. Um, don't know how true this is. I, I heard this rumor like two or three times, and I was like, that would be fucking dope. And technically, and for you guys who say, oh, it's not, it, it's canon. Look at Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like the very first scene is stock footage of uh, Jason Todd. Also, where is Jason Todd fit into all this? Is he still Red Hood? You know, can he be forgiven? You know. Um, that's so many questions that did not get answered last year, which, why would they? But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, so that's cool. And finally, before we get to, uh, She-Hulk, we have the Gotham Knights preview. That comes out this Friday as well. I won't be able to pick up my copy until, well, actually, I could pick up my copy, uh, when I leave work on Friday. And, um, just grab it really fast and head the fuck home. Um, I'm look when when this was I don't know how long I have no clue of the history of this as far as like how long it's actually been in development, but I do know um the, when I first heard about it, I think I think it was a DC fandom two years ago, and I was like oh cool and the Arkham series is without a doubt one of the greatest series of all time of video games. I don't understand the hate that Arkham Origins gets outside of the Joker reveal. I don't think there's much to hate about it. The story makes sense because if you think about it, Arkham Origins is he's meeting all these people, Deathstroke, blah, 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 all these people. And that's how him and Joker beat. And you get the origin story between him and Joker. Excuse me. And so um, I wouldn't have used that as a po- as a way to get the Joker in the story. Oh, but who knows what they were tasked I wouldn't have done it personally. I would have focused it strictly on Black Mask. Because Black Mask is a fucking, fucking awesome character. But that's just me personally. Um, but that's the only knock on it. I think 
I thought it was good, you know. Um, but I, the reason why I never fully played those games for me was as much as I like Batman. Batman's cool. I'm just a Night uh, Nightwing guy. The thing that sold me was fucking Nightwing. You know, I I, I I'm gonna use Nightwing all the time. I probably use Barbara Gordon second most and toss up between Tim Drake and fucking Red Hood, I, whatever. But I'm looking forward to it, and I saw this thing about 30 FPS. Let me tell you guys something. I am a young guy with a old soul. I don't know what any of that shit fucking means. So I was like, yeah, bro, but it's 30 FPS. What are you spelling shit for, motherfucker? I don't know what that means. I can't go back down. I won't go back down. I ain't buy a PS5 for this. I bought a PS5 because, one, I have, to, I have the money to do what I want to do. And two, what the fuck is FPS? No one is. <laughs> and if I said, oh, frames per second, I said, yeah, I don't care, dude. I'm getting a Nightwing video game. What the fuck do I care about FPS for? So I, People are so fucking picky, dude. Like, I would much rather them get the game right at whatever this is, and the, and the game is fucking awesome, the playability, and then, it's the, and the, and then rather than get the, the frames per second right, whatever it's called, and the game fucking sucks. So I'm going to play it. Um, I won't get a chance to fucking play it until fucking Friday. Well, excuse me, Sunday. But I'll at least have my copy in hand. I could download it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Once I've seen it, I mean, the ending of this... this I'm not going to say what the ending is. Everyone knows my rule. I don't believe in spoilers. But <clears throat> I know what the ending is. If you truly think about this in your heart of hearts, in your mind, in your spirit, in your soul, you know what the ending is. The ending of this story is going to be Wackamundo. Without a doubt, I know it, I know it, I know it. But here's the thing. The reason why I'm interested is because I thought the Avengers game had so much potential. But what the Avengers game made me realize is what if they were able to do the open worlds and you go to New York and have an open world in New York and have an open world in Wakanda instead of having these uh, these uh What's the word I'm looking for? These structured um, levels where you can only go so far. Imagine having this because, dude, if you look at some, if you play with some of these characters, like Cabus is dope to play with. Um, fucking Black Panther, dope to hang with. Thor, super powerful. Lady Thor, super powerful. You know, Iron Man, Captain America. So imagine if you have an open world with these characters, you could just kind of run around New York City and kick butt, right, with different villains, obviously. Having an open world, I said, man, it's, it's, it made me more open to open worlds. Now, I'm not good. With, here's the reality, though. I need multiple characters to play with because I'm not good with just... Like with Spider-Man game, with the Spider-Man game, it's a great story. Great fucking story. I can't play with Spider-Man mainly because he's a, he's very ag- uh, agile and all that other type of stuff. But I'm more of a brawling type of guy. And that's why and Nightwing's kind of a little bit of both. I mean, he's not exactly a brawler, I know that. But he can like he has his sticks and he has and he can get down if he needs to and and kind of back away when he needs to. Um, if that makes sense. Um, but Spider Man is not good to fight you directly. So I was not good with that, you know. But still a great game, obviously. Um maybe I'm definitely in that Wolverine game. But um I'm looking forward to it, just to see the open world. And I know people are complaining about the streets being empty. I will say that that, that is a rough thing about Avengers. Like, AIM, I get it. AIM had the world on lock. 
dude, once the Avengers came back, the world, and you gained the, the world's trust, like, why aren't the, no one's going grocery shopping? No one's going to your local Target or Walmart? Really? I don't believe you. You need more people. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and um, I'm going to get it, so I'm not worried about no fucking FPS. Just more things you got to remember, and I'm not going to remember that shit. Anyways, let's get into She-Hulk now. She-Hulk episode 7. So much we find out. Jen um, was at Blonsky's retreat, and Blonsky has a retreat, and you have these so so many minuscule characters. A minuscule character, that's not right. Um, obscure characters, excuse me. And just the, you have Porcupine, you have the Vampire, you have so many different people that they 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 put in the show. I didn't. And you could say it was a cameo heavy show, but why wouldn't it be? She's a fucking her and Matt Murdock would touch the most people in the Marvel universe because they're lawyers and vigilantes need lawyers. Um, so I love this, and I loved how the setup was where you, where you essentially see her hook up with Josh and. Um, it, it, this is a, this was a true fucking sitcom and less of a mini movie. These Marvel shows have been mini movies. This was a sitcom and I love the structure of it. I saw the showrunner say we, before I saw, before I saw the ending of it, uh, I said, uh, I think she said, um, yeah, we had to end it on our terms, which they did. The show was, this show was on their terms. So you see, so you see Josh's double agent for whoever. And it's like. All right, all right, you think it's like this bigger, higher power, right? It turned out it's not. But Josh is just a terrible person. Got late. He made Jen, he, he found out what the end was. He made Jen feel what Jen needed to feel about herself, right? Not just what She-Hawk was. But this was a, this episode was definitely a PSA for self-love. You know, because she, 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 she's She-Hawk, she, she almost, she, 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 she's She-Hawk so much that she loses herself in being Jen. And because she has these, um... Uh, she's in that that Blonsky retreat, that circle. Blonsky is full of good face now, and he, he, and he and she's just having this conversation and realizing that, hey, you know, Jen's cool too, and and, and she tells him about Josh, and they say, oh fuck that, we should kill him and drink his blood, and and one of the people says, hey, can you trust us to be Jen? Can you, you know whatever? I honestly was because I'm so used to the Marvel way. I was like, oh, they're going to attack her once she, like, and take her blood. I was expecting Blonsky to go full heel, right? And um, go down, and they start clapping, and you see her having a breakthrough and how she's accepted Jen, you know? Um, and that was, to me, it reminded me of an episode of Tailspin. I dated myself here. I get it. But Tailspin's on fucking Disney+, Plus, so fuck off. You can watch it, too. My sister, I think I told this story before. My sister was watching it with me and how it was a PSA for seatbelt safety. And my sister was had never seen it before. My sister was like, well, this is so thorn in your face. I was like, yeah. And I, and I thought about it after I, ta- I thought about it after I talked about it last week, I think. It's kind of thrown in your face, but it's not thrown in your face. Like, to me, the seatbelt thing is thrown in your face, but it's not because how many people are going to jump in a fucking plane and have and they have a bear the your average bear you know flying the fucking plane while the kid it has a little skateboard as a flying trapeze or whatever the fuck it is right that's that's not a thing um same thing here blonsky would never have a fucking retreat he would not be put out of jail dude he destroyed harlem him and hulk destroyed harlem that's not a thing um but no i thought this was a, a great episode and you finally seen the the ending and the payoff for josh but you also see 
just the, the new age language of the ghosting and 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 you see how shitty people can make you feel and luckily for her she had uh abomination there you know so oblonsky episode eight um where is where we finally see daredevil we see matt murdoch his second appearance in the mcu first being for spider-man and um you see he's uh representing uh, reggie the guy who makes the clothes because frogman um completely hilarious um episode where frogman's trying to get away and he's suing him for his his work and Reggie is so... I think his name is Reggie. I might be saying it wrong now. But if his name is Reggie, I got it right. Reggie is so over the top dramatic. He's like, oh, 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 Jen will never get any work from me again. Just, I love the dynamic. I loved how she loves his work. And now she's put in this conflict of interest again. And she's trying to convince him to sign paperwork. She already doesn't trust the client. And she shouldn't have because the client's a bad person. But now you have Matt Murdock. And Matt Murdock just casually throws out there. The Sokovian Accords have been repealed. And... Someone asked me, what does repeal mean, right? I'm a, you, I told myself, I'll, I'll say it um, on the podcast. Um, well, I'm actually going to get the definition for it. And it says, to appeal again. To, to, to resort to a further appeal to arouse again a particular interest or attraction. So essentially, they're not gone away completely but they're being reviewed again and here's the thing it's a throwaway line in the moment right because of the show that's in however the reason that they're going to use for all these heroes now popping up in the mcu is because eventually they will be destroyed because eventually there will be first of all have you guys seen the pictures of fucking jonathan majors how much weight he's gained. He gained 10, 10 pounds of muscle. He's going to kick Ant-Man's ass in February. Like That that ass whooping is coming. Like, now. So, you can see this being just completely destroyed because, one, the blip happened. We're at the Sokovia Accords. And two, the reason why these heroes are going to pop up is because the world's going to, as Nick Fury has said, the world will need them. And I truly think something's going to happen major at the end of the Secret Invasion. Which we have we talked about Secret Invasion in, in the trailer? Fury, we gotta be really careful now. You know, like um, this is going to be a big deal, and this is going to change the MCU. I'm loving how, like, everyone thinks James Rhodes is a is a is a is a, is a scroll. I'm loving that how that's the direction people are going. I don't know if I talk about this already in the show or not. I forget, dude. We do so many shows, you forget about shit you talk about. Um, but I love, I, I'm not too sure about that one. That seems like the one that they, it's the most obvious. I don't think Marvel will do that. Anyways, we're not talking about that. It's much she hard. So, um, essentially Reggie gets kidnapped by, by Frogman and, uh, Daredevil makes the de- his debut because he's trying to then make sure his client gets saved. She-Hulk comes out. Um, you see, you see the little fight between She-Hulk and Daredevil. We see the agil- agility of, of Daredevil and finally she does a thunderclap and, Picks him up and takes his mask off and realizes he's um, he's Daredevil. Doesn't know who Daredevil is though. And I love how they how Matt Murdock is like I'm Daredevil, and she's like who? He's like and you have the Daredevil theme in the background, which is fucking horrible. Now I will say this, just because I think it's funny. I don't care though. That's the first time I think I could see I said I could see bad CGI in the show was you could tell it's like 
the background's not there, you know. Um, but I love how they had the little confrontation between the two. You see She-Hulk in her, her outfit for the first time, and then she, like, lowers herself to be Jen. She's like, are you pretending to be blind? Because that's really... And he's like, no, I'm really blind. I have senses. And she's like, oh. And I love the banter between both of them, because it's clear she's into him. Um, first of all, and that's, before I go any further, Matt Murdock kicked her ass in court. I know she had a terrible client, but he kicked her ass. Just saying. So anyways, um, so then you have them going to save Reggie, and Reggie now has to do work for her. And I love just the back and forth where he, he tells her she has no style because she doesn't have any style. She's she's horrible. But um, I love how uh, it's clear that they're into each other and how Daredevil now has a connection in L.A., so now he's more known. And they end up having sex, and he does the walk of shame. And it was, it was, that wasn't the walk of shame, my friend. That was him saying, fuck it, you know, I'm going all out. Um, getting, his, getting his booty. Um, and so they start a relationship. But I loved how now he's fully integrated all over. He's, he's still based in Hell's Kitchen. Like, he made that clear, you know. Well, my PlayStation, sorry. Um... He made that clear, but you see the connection, and now you can see him building to that. And he said, we. Now, Deborah Ann Wool, the one who played Karen Page, has not resigned, she says. Supposedly, the guy who plays Foggy Nelson has resigned uh, for Daredevil Born Again. I'm sure they're going to bring back the cast. I mean, she was a great Karen. I'm sure she will be on in some form or fashion. Um, however, I'm curious to see what Daredevil Born Reborn looks like. You know, I don't even know what Echo's going to look like. I mean, we know Daredevil's going to be in that. We know Kingpin's going to be in it. Yeah, she just shot him in the fucking face. He should be in it. But um, I thought everything about this... Excuse me, Leapfrog's his name. I apologize. Um, I I think everything about this episode just worked. It worked really fucking well. And I don't know if this is going to lead to a relationship... Mean, how deep the relationship will go. Because She-Hulk in the comics is, you know... This is her, and this is like she hooks had some serious relationships in the comics, so like this is not like a new thing. I don't know if she's ever banged Daredevil or Matt Murdock, excuse me, but like she's had she dated she dated a number of people, you know. Um, but yeah, I loved everything about this episode. Um, yeah, it was just good. Let's move to episode nine. But I will say this. Let me talk, let's go back a second. The ending, I love how she said, is this the, the finale? And I loved how they spoke. They picked the perfect time for her to break the fourth wall. When her and Daredevil get together, we will see a scene between those two. That's going to be a fun fucking scene. Episode 9, and I love how... Well, let's... I keep... I'm going ahead of myself. Sorry, I apologize. Let's rewind. So the ending of it is her breaking the fourth wall and going to the gala. She looks gorgeous. And then that's when we see the intelligentsia group that that then essentially make her go full-blown Hulk. And everyone's telling her, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. She's so angry because her personal information is now put up there because they're trying to cancel her. Now, I'm thinking, like, all right, this is the, uh, the way to expose her. She's a big bad. Like, I'm wondering shit, right? And I'm just like... All right, where is this going? So in episode nine, we pick up with her in her cage because she surrenders. Full-blown Jen. She's trying to talk to her friends and 
and um, they say, well, the deal that you have to make in order to get out is to never transform to Hulk again. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting, you know? I didn't know what I thought about. It. I was like, this is kind of interesting. I was like, but it's weird, you know? Like they, they've they've been they've been avoiding the typical Marvel route this entire fucking show. So I thought it was different. And then then you find out it's a woman hate group. That's their problem. They just hate women, right? Because she didn't deserve the powers. And I said, the fact that they put... Are they are those women hate groups called incels or incels? I call them fucking imbeciles and idiots and fucking other names I won't say on here. But, like, those women hate groups are a real thing. Just for the record. Just so you guys... I, like, I had some people tell me, well, I didn't know those things. I didn't know they were actually real. It's like, uh, those things are... They're, they're fucking real. Then they're fucking idiots. They hate women. They hate the way that women treat them. I haven't been laid in seven years... And and I refuse to bow down to the woman. And you, then you ask me like, do, 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 do. like, why haven't you been laying ten years? Cause when we go on the first date, I'm like, hey, I call them cunts and bitches and blah blah blah. I'm like, oh, I don't think they should get you pussy for that. You know, that's not a thing. Um, and it's, it's just super. This the groups are super weird. If any of you guys are listening to them, that listen to this show, go the fuck away. I don't want you. On, I don't want. I don't want you here. Uh, that's it's weird. But I love how they put this in there because these things are fucking real. And you see who the head of it is and and how they've taken her blood and how, like, Blonsky's doing, like, uh, work and then the Hulk comes back. And I love how they stop. I didn't see I didn't see any of this coming. They stop in the middle of the episode when things were getting too fucking convoluted and weird. And she says, this is, it doesn't have to be like this. And so she goes to Marvel Studios, talks to the writers, says, I'm talking to Kevin. Obviously, she's talking about Kevin Feige. All this is breaking the 4th, 5th, 10th, 12th wall, right? So she goes to Kevin, and Kevin's a fucking AI machine. And he's like, hey, can you go back to gen form? Because it's costing a lot of money for you to be in Hulk form right now. <laughs> and I loved all of the breaking of the 4th wall. I love how she's she, she broke Kevin. Because this broke this broke the MCU in many ways, of the mold of it. And she breaks down Loki and all the, all the, the dad problems and... She's like, why do we have to do this? We don't have to do. I, I loved, I loved every second of it because it stayed true to the show. And remember, I read that article from the showrunner before. So I, I think it was like after I saw episode seven, because I didn't binge watch them together. So episode nine was out. So I get home, I watch episode seven, and then the next day I watch episode eight, and then the next day I watch episode nine. So essentially, it was like three days in a row I watched the, uh, one episode. But um, I loved it because they, they did it their way. And then the last scene is a picnic scene where her and Daredevil are dating. And I love the callbacks, how when she's talking to Kevin, she's like, hey, but Hulk, Hulk's about to reveal. I, 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 save it for the movie. And, he's like, and, then he, and then she's like, do you see me in a big film? He's like, uh, no. Um, I love how you still got the teases you needed, but it's with her saying, no, this is my show. I think it's the name of the episode is This Is My Show. Um, so I loved every second of that because it's like, okay, you know stuff is coming, but like, you know, she does, she she ends it on her terms. Like, oh, I just want Blonsky, he was transforming into Abomination. I want him to pay for his sins, right? The post-credit scene is, you see the relationship is deeper between Wong and the Blonsky. Because Blonsky's going to be a part of the Thunderbolts. And so you see him save it, and Blonsky's like, hey, you got caught up in the show. He's like, yeah, it's peak TV season. And they go, um... But now you know that Daredevil and her are in a relationship. And I love how she's just so she's so confident. She's like, sometimes I smash Mac Murdoch. Like, the double entendre, you get it? Smash Mac Hulk, yeah, yeah, you get it. Anyway, so um, then, like, one of the final things you see is you see that the mystery's over. 
Hulk went to Sakaar in that plane, that spaceship that we saw in episode one was because it was telling him something. So he goes to Sakaar and remember, he didn't know when Sakaar, when uh, Hulk took over at the Age of Ultron, Hulk was in control. Like Mark Ruffalo or Bruce Banner, excuse me, knew nothing about what Hulk was doing. So then Hulk comes back and says, hey, I have to introduce you guys to my, my son, Sakaar. Or Scar, excuse me. And Scar, in the comics, Scar is a monster. You know, but I'm interested to see where this goes. I know there's been talks and whispers of a World War Hulk um, film. Um, They would have to change the narrative on Hulk big time. Now, Mark Ruffalo said he's down to play his character for forever. So, and I believe him. And also, yeah, at the beginning of this, this is where I was going to. I love how they portrayed her as the Lou Ferrigno Hulk in like the opening segment of this show, of episode 9. I loved every second of it. But that's a huge fucking reveal there. Now you're adding even more characters into this. Now you understand. You don't get the full story of what Hulk did. Obviously, he was smashing. But you don't get the full scope of what he did yet. And you now he brought his son to Earth. Where does this lead everything? You know, currently there are no Avengers. Like, the Avengers officially have broken up, gone their separate ways. They're going to get back together, obviously, but who's going to be the one to get them back together? Will it be the Secret Invasion that gets them back together? I mean, if it's true what they're saying, and and now her blood's out there, you know? And and so we don't have a, a result end result to that, which was fucking genius, dude. So genius. So, anyways, um, my overall take on it is, I can't speak about the rewatchability yet because I have not tried to rewatch it. I I won't know more about that until next year when I'm just like, hey, let me just cut something on, right? Um, I think I think I, I would give it a ten though. I, th- I truly believe I'm gonna like it's, it's they're standalone episodes. They're fun. This is a great addition to the MCU. Um, obviously not heavy, not not action heavy at all, but there's just so many cool scenes where there was with Wongers air quotes. Uh, Daredevil saying my ass remains. I know some people didn't like the line, but it fits the fucking show, dude. This is not a dark, deep show. It's him being sarcastic. Now, in the comics, I've seen Daredevil make some you know, quirky quips or whatever. I get it. People want the darker Daredevil. The fact that Marvel, uh, Ike Perlmutter and Kevin Feige could not get along is a shame. Because I don't care what anyone says. Outside of Iron Fist, every other show had classic a classic season. To me, I enjoyed both Luke Cage seasons for what they were because they were so different because it was his world, right? Jessica Jones, I've heard three seasons. Season one, season three, great. Season two, uh, I was kind of in the middle. Felt forced, you know, the whole mom storyline. We care for it. Daredevil, I enjoyed all three seasons. I thought seasons one, two, I thought... Season two was the weakest, but season two was a backdoor pilot for Punisher and and Defenders, right? But season one and season three were classics, you know? So, uh, this fits. This fits, and I think it's so different that it's it was needed. Now, for those of you guys who don't like it, please tell me why. You know, like, I don't, this is, this, the show stayed in its lane. It wasn't too serious. If you think about it, you know, was Thor the Dark World that serious? Just saying. I don't know. But also, there's more to watch, you know? And that's, that's the thing I, I will say that's frustrating 
that it's not frustrating to me because I'm gonna watch it. But I, I would I would prefer if everybody tried to watch it. But I get it. You have things you want to do. You have a wife. You have a kids. Everyone uses that as an excuse. It's not an excuse. It's it's actually an excuse to watch it. But I feel like personally. That's the problem. Is you have to kind of like if you don't watch Captain America: The Winter Soldier, you don't know that Sam Wilson's Captain America. I call it Captain America: The Winter Soldier because that's what the show I call. It's, it's easier for me to call it because he's not Falcon anymore. But like, you know, like people don't know that you have to watch these shows, which I get it. It's a lot of time to invest and a lot of extracurricular shit to invest. So I get it, but this show I don't get. This show is a great addition to the MCU. So no multiverse talk. It's all just street level talk. Her and her just self love. People accepting you for who you are. I thought it was great, so I enjoyed it. Um, That's your Wednesday show. Um, I'm so chemical. We went, went a, bit, a little bit longer, but whatever. Um, next week we will talk about Black Adam, the Black Adam review, and then in two weeks we talk about the Werewolf by Night review. That's already a little, uh, recorded and uploaded. The week after that. The Black Panther Wakanda Forever review. Next three weeks, we got some stuff going down. So please enjoy. I'm So Chemical, and we are out.